Live from Los Angeles, welcome to the Dr. Aaron Show. We're all about manifestation, transformation, and breakthroughs. It's time to claim your birthright of prosperity, vitality, and love. So grab your tea or coffee because together we're awakening the world. May you live your truth. Live from Los Angeles, we come together each day to know the truth, live on spiritual principle, and align with universal law. We know that whenever somebody awakens, they have a gift and message to bring to the world. And together, we're awakening the world. In fact, our mission is to awaken a billion people together. What I know for sure as a doctor of divinity is that that is definitely our truth. We're already awake. We're just pretending to be asleep. That's the coolest thing about this enlightenment thing. But I just want to give a big shout out to anybody who has a, had a spiritual calling that truly is desiring to monetize, to really truly claim their birthright of prosperity in the service and in the receiving and in the giving and all of the above. And so this podcast, I'd like to dedicate, I'd like to dedicate this to anybody who still feels like money is the root of all evil, or that focusing on money is bad or wrong, or anybody that truly has their self worth wrapped up in how much money they have. So this is a series of money breakthrough. This is number seven of 12. And today we are going to shift, to shift our mind, shift our heart. So I actually want to refer to the Bible, quite a few little, little things coming out of the Bible that are pretty fascinating. So I have a story. So I have a client. She's actually in one of our programs. She's in the practitioner program. She is a six figure coach and she has a, a beautiful coaching company. And she sent me this one um, message one day, she said, how do I handle this? I have a client and he was raised in religion and he truly feels like it's bad to have money. And he is realizing that he has this, this essence within himself that he can't get over. Like he has these money blocks. So she said that he, in particular, he refers to Luke 1825, which states for It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And she said, how do I answer this? How do I come from a new thought perspective and, and reply to this? And of course, as we know, what this is really referring to is that a rich person quote, quote, Meaning that if you have that identity, if your identity is tied up with your rich and the same thing, if you're poor, if it's your identity, then know you, it will be easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle to heaven, if you will, to the kingdom of God, than it would for anybody to have their identity based upon their worth of this world. And so it's not saying that a rich man is not good enough to go to heaven. It means that to truly be in the mindset of understanding heaven on earth in the expression of our abundance and that lavish omnipotence essence that we are, we cannot ever have the identity of anything of this world. So I think that this is one of the most misunderstood areas of not only religion, but of of, of just the culture in general. And so today we want to just break on down what it means to truly have prosperity. What does it mean to truly have abundant life, but not have our identity wrapped up in it and use the abundance 
and express the abundance and live as the abundant I am. So I received an email um, from a lady because she was, I guess she's on our, our email. You know, we send out uh, different emails and we've sent out a few about the money breakthrough because we've had a lot of people just raving about the podcast about money breakthrough. And we've gotten all these DMs and all this stuff. So we sent out maybe one or two emails about the money breakthrough podcast series and received this email back from this woman. She said, no offense, but I'm happy being a mother and a wife. That's where my passion lies. hundred percent money doesn't motivate me and I'm good loving my community and the beautiful people in it. I don't care to be bigger than that. I know my place and I stay in my lane and I'm all for, I, I read that and I was like, wow, that's, you know, I was like, well, all the power, you know, to this woman, if she, you know, whatever, but I feel that there is a little bit of like, um, a misunderstanding around what it means. Are you able to be, as she says, a wife and a mother? And how can money be separate in that? If we truly understand what money is, which is, it's just a medium. It's like a symbol of, of the exchange of energy. And so, yes, I know what it's like to be a mother and be a wife. And the thing is that if we look around, we're in, you know, hopefully some type of a safe environment with a, a home and clothes and food that we have. And I truly believe there's no difference of, of being of service, of being of worth as a mother, as a wife, whether you're going and making the actual money to bring home, you are still worthy. You are still the exchange in one with all the opulence, all the money, all the bills, everything. There's no separating any of it. And so I just held this woman in my heart, knowing the perfection of exactly where she is. And then also just kind of having like an inquiry into how did we get trained as a culture? How did we, how did we think of this programming that money is this thing, this object, and that it's separate from love or it's separate from doing something of service or it's separate from whatever money is, is all of it. And, and money is, is just this one aspect of the same thing of all exchange of energy. And so I just think it's a fascinating inquiry for all of us that as we look at our lives and understand that it's all an exchange of energy, money is no difference than different than anything. There's no difference. And what that's what we teach, right? We teach oneness, we teach oneness. And so there should be no difference of looking at a million dollars versus a penny because the universe sees it all the same. It's really a construct of our perception of whatever that is, the value that we place on it. And so what I know for sure is this mom and this wife that sent me this email, I'm holding her in my heart, knowing the worth and knowing how hard it is to, you know, be a mom and a wife and everything. Sometimes it's a lot of energy and that I want her to know that she's worth a trillion dollars. And so there's no separation of, of giving or receiving or having money or not having money, that it really is an understanding of the truth of who you are. You are abundance, you are prosperity, and you are all the money. In Luke 18, 25, it says, I'm sorry, excuse me. In Timothy 6, 10, it says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And I know so many of us learn that 
I did not grow up religious. And quite frankly, this is not a religious podcast. We refer to science, we refer to philosophy, we refer to everything. But this podcast in particular, I've pulled some things from the actual Bible because I know there's so many people out there that are transitioning from being religious to spiritual. And in fact, majority of, of Americans anyway, label themselves as spiritual, but not religious. So there's an awakening happening where people understand our oneness and they realize there's something more than we've really been, been, been telling ourselves. And this is one of the things that I think we need to get over, which is Timothy 610 for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So in metaphysics, our definition of evil is out of bounds. It's actually, if you actually I'm fascinated by etymology and the definitions, right? So evil is out of bounds, meaning that the sun is this beautiful opponent thing, but if it was out of bounds, it would burn us, right? We would die instantaneously if the, if the sun was too close to us. So the same with money, money can be used for good or it can be used for evil, but for the love of money, meaning that we're placing it as something to love something that is an object. That means we're living in the objectifying world, which means we're not knowing the truth, which means that we're out of bounds. We're misusing the energy. We're missing the mark, which we call sin. Sin is not what we've been told from, from the Bible either. Sin is not, we don't look at it as metaphysical, you know, uh, spiritualists. The, the definition of sin is missing the mark, meaning missing use of the energy. that's not an alignment for harmony, for us to thrive, for us to live in our truth. The inverse of the use of the law and the inverse of use of money is using it to hoard it or divide yourself, to take instead of giving and receiving in an exchange. It is the inverse of, of objectifying or using it to cause discord, to cause people you know, to be in more suffering, to hurt mother earth, to all those things. And we're all guilty of it. So we can't point the finger like, oh, they have the love of money. And I don't, it's like, it doesn't mean you renounce money. Money's a beautiful thing. It is just like anything if be used. You can use it for this, the highest good, or you can misuse it. And so for the love of money inquiries into how much you revere money instead of revering the truth within. So anytime you're handing your power and loving something outside of yourself, including a person that's called codependency, placing them as your higher power versus understanding you are love and the source of love is within you. And this person's a reflection of your expression of love. So Jesus said in Acts 20, 35 is it's more blessed to give than to receive. I think this is another very misunderstood thing. Therefore, there's this concept of you should always just give instead of receiving. I was up at a, a luncheon with a beautiful friend and she's what, what I would consider a connector. So she's always asking people what they need. She's connecting them with the, whatever they need, everything from, you know, a coach to a hairdresser, to a real estate agent, to whatever it is that somebody needs. She's always connecting people. And she said, you know, this is my passion. This is what I love to do, but, but I need to, you know, like somehow figure out how to monetize it, you know, because I'm doing all this, I'm just giving, giving, giving. And she started feeling like, like she started feeling resentful. Like I'm giving and, and always helping everybody and always connecting everyone, but she doesn't, wasn't realizing the truth of, of the truth is 
ask and you shall receive, right? So all it was was a simple, like, oh, I'm ready to receive now. And now she gets to step into her beauty of, of giving and serving and also receiving. And so I think that, and why this is said in the Bible is it's more blessed to give than to receive. And the reason why is because as we give, it is, it is reflected, multiplied abundantly, as we say, have you ever given money to say a homeless person, or you've given in, in a foundation, or you've helped somebody, there's a, there's a crazy thing that happens. And I recommend for you to do it today, give somebody something, buy somebody the coffee in front of you or in back of you, or do some random act of kindness of service. And it's crazy what happens in a, at a cellular level. For me, it's like, whoa, it is, it turns on this like spark in my soul. And then when I'm serving in clients, you know, it always comes back multiplied abundantly. There's nothing that makes my heart sing more than seeing my clients, you know, begin to thrive and monetize and help and serve and impact people across the globe. And so the point is, is that yes, it is more blessed to give than to receive, but it is one of the same. The universe doesn't know the difference between giving and receiving. It's just that when we give, we also get, we get so much instantaneously and they get, and we get to have it reflected back. It like multiplies exponentially. And so I would invite you to ask yourself, you know, how much do you truly, do you, what do you think about money? Are you still like, wow, it's really awful to think about getting money. It's awful to do sales. It's awful to do whatever, you know, one of the biggest transformations that we have for the spiritual leaders and spiritual coaches and practitioners and everybody who's really stepping into their mastery and their expertise, being a spiritual leader and having a breakthrough around how to monetize it, one of the biggest shifts is sales. And when you really understand what sales are, it's not about getting anything. It's actually about helping someone else transform and helping them commit to their own dreams. And if there's a fit within your, you know, your products or your working one-on-one with you, then of course you offer that. But this is the biggest shift of understanding that it's not about getting anything. It's really an exchange. It's an exchange, every last part of it. So Matthew 6 to 4 states, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So, you know, I think the point is, is this, is that if we make money our master, right? If we put anything as our master, whether it be in a relationship or a relationship with money or relationship with um, food or relationship with, you know, alcohol, a relationship with anything, if we make it our master, then we become disempowered. And so as, as the saying goes, God's not some man in the sky. That's not how we view it as metaphysical, you know, spiritualists. We view it as it's the highest self that is pure source. It's the true I am within us. And that that is the only master because we have to listen and be guided by that infinite intelligence and that intuition and that voice within and that calling. And so if we do anything other than make that our master, then we will, you know, basically begin to be divided. And that's really what this is stating. No one can serve two masters, which means that would be divided, right? For either he will hate the one and love the other. Because the external world and the internal world, it has to come from within and external. If you are looking to the world for your source, 
it is always going to feel like it's not enough. It's always going to have limitation from that perspective. So it reads, no one can serve two masters or for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And I'm here to say that it's all one thing that we have to revere all of life. And if we look at every single person as God speaking to us, if we look at money, realizing that this is an intelligent relationship to tell us exactly where we are in our own relationship with ourselves. So as you go into today, I invite you to kind of look at what's your relationship with money. I've had to do so much deprogramming and I'm still doing it. I still like I'm in Los Angeles and this is so funny. And I, I'm, I have this frugal gene in me. I don't know what it is. Like there's some things I really spend a lot of money on. Like I have a Range Rover cause I love Range Rover. So I, it's just something I'm really happy to spend that money on that because it's something I value a lot. And, but they have these $14 juices <laughs> like a block away at creation. And I, I just like, I'm like, I can't spend $14 on a juice. I don't know what it is. It's like, it just, it's like hilarious. And I'm laughing at myself. Like, what is that? What is that Emmy that has these considerations around certain things? And I just think it's interesting to become aware of it more than anything. And then sometimes go, you know what, even though I morally and ethically don't feel like I should spend $14 on a juice, I'm going to do it anyway, just because I can. And just kind of pattern interrupt your concepts around money for a moment. And I'll never forget a friend of mine. Uh, he's Jewish and he's now into Kundalini. It's so, so funny. A lot of my Jewish friends are, um, a lot of them seem like they're, they were very um, anti-spirituality. And then as they start getting into spirituality, they're like, oh, it's a whole, it's a whole different thing. I'm not that it's good or bad, but I think it's funny. So he said he was with another friend of him that was, um, that was Jewish. And they went by, I think they were like at a stoplight or something. And there was a homeless man out, you know, begging for money. And the Jewish guy, you know, rolled down his window and he handed the guy like a $20 bill or something like that. And my friend said, wow, that was, you know, what's up, you know? And he said, you know, it's actually not because he goes, don't you think maybe he'll go buy booze or maybe he'll go whatever. He said, you know, it's not about that homeless person. It's not about wondering, is it the good thing or the bad thing? Or should I teach them to fish instead of giving them fish or all that? It's because I know who I am. And actually it's a blessing for me to give and because I can. And so I think it's, again, as we go into our day and that story doesn't matter whether they were Jewish or not. So it just was a funny story. Um, two Jewish guys being, you know, like the stigma of like, oh, we're cheap. So then we're going to give money away to the homeless. Wait a second. We can't do that. You know what I mean? It's that whole thing, all the programming we've had, right? All the stigmas, all those things moving past all those prejudices, which are just BS. They're just belief systems that are not true. So I invite you to take a look at where you are, all the conversations you're having around money. Where are you holding back? Where are you stingy? Where are you comfortable spending money? And just begin to inquire and question, like become fascinated about why you're okay with spending money on some areas and why you're not in other areas and what's your comfort zone and where does it get you really uncomfortable around money? You know, I have some dear, dear friends that I absolutely adore and they spend a lot of money on eating out. I spend a lot of money on eating out, but they spend like probably 10 times as much as I spend on eating out. And, um, 
And when I go out to eat with them, you know, they'll say, let me get this bill or you get next bill or whatever it is. And I finally said, you know what, you guys, I want to just pay for my own stuff. When I go out with you guys, then I don't, I'm not going to think about the burden of it, whatever. And I don't do that. Normally I go out with girlfriends and we just pick up the tabs back and forth and we go Dutch or what it's like never consideration, but they have a very different spending habit than I have. And I have to get okay with where I'm at and be really transparent and live my truth around money. And whatever that is for you to feel right, whatever it is for you to feel like you're, you know, in flow around money. And for me, it's just like, I don't want to feel like someone's paying for me or I've got to pay. Like, I just want to, I just want it to be, I want to walk away from every day and feel like I gave whatever I need to give and I will spend abundantly and whatever. But sometimes you got to put your own boundaries on money, whatever that is for you to feel okay. And so I know today as, as you have to feel what's right for you, but the truth is, is that you are abundant. You can spend money on whatever you truly, whatever truly matters to you. And you can always decide to make more money. And because it's from a flow, it's from your heart. It's from all this stuff, right? And you also get to create boundaries. You also get to say, this is my truth around money. But I think we get to that truth until we kind of test the boundaries. You know, I have another client. She, she makes a lot of money. And then there's always kind of tug of wars in a lot of her relationships around money. And so I think it's interesting that, um, you know, we all have our different kind of things around money and it's important to become aware of it and see our cycles and be able to pattern interrupt and be able to understand that there's always source and that we always can innovate and that we can always generate infinite abundantly. And it doesn't necessarily have to come through cash. It can come through exchange in all different ways. And so I know today, no matter wherever you are, whether you're a mother and a wife, not making quote, quote, any money, you are exchanging energy. You are of value. I know that for sure. And I know that every spiritual coach, leader, you know, all the different spiritual entrepreneurs I work with, I recognize that wherever you are, feeling stuck around money, that it is just a mindset. It is such just a mindset. And in a blink of an eye, I promise in knowing the truth of who you are and understand it's not your identity. And as if you, if you think you're not a good coach, unless you make X amount, that is going to stop you from being an extraordinary coach. You have to own your worth and know the value and understand the exchange of energy. And in that asking, ask, and you shall receive giving abundantly and the blessings and knowing it comes back exponentially. And so have a beautiful day, you guys, please share this. And if you would give a testimonial um, or a review rather both for the podcast, I highly, highly, I'm so grateful for that. Thank you for all the testimonials that are there and reviews. It really does make a difference for getting ranked on iTunes and things like that. Please share this with a friend, please dive deep into the consciousness and, and conversation with yourself around money breakthrough. You can check out the first six podcasts above here for money breakthrough. There's also a series on 52 series on universal laws, and there's a bunch of other series on spiritual coaching and the, my awakening book and a bunch of different things. So have at it and may you live your truth. 
Thank you for tuning in Society and Dr. Aaron Podcast. If you've had a calling to be a spiritual leader or coach, you can go to society.com and check out our free training. If you've received value here, I would love it if you take a moment and give a five-star review. In exchange, I have a ton of free gifts for you. Grab your free awakening book, 40 guided meditations, and digital manifesting masterclass. I also have a free money meditation and worksheet for you so you can begin to break through your scarcity mindset and claim your birthright of prosperity. You can get all of your gifts and learn about our upcoming transformational events in my bio link in both Instagram and Facebook. That's under drerin.tv, which is D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. Also, I'd love to invite you into our free private community on Facebook under groups called Society. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash society. That's S-O-U-L-C-I-E-T-E. Have a divine day and may you live your truth.